Ladies and gentlemen, the silent majority is ready to make some noise. If you thought that was a beating, wait till November 3rd when Donald Trump gets his hands on Sleepy Joe. All right, it's 8 o'clock here in Arizona. And, of course, that means it's time for the John Smith Show here on Say What You Will Radio. Hey, listen, if you want to be a caller on the program, uh, give us a call. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's why we call it Say What You Will Radio. The number to call in is 602-475-2000. We also have our live chat available. So if you would rather chat than call in, you can certainly do that as well. We do uh, honor everyone's opinions here. And uh, that doesn't mean you're going to be right or that I'm going to agree. But you're more than welcome to uh, sound off if you so choose. Uh, The show today is brought to you by our friends at Good Talk Radio. uh, GoodTalkRadio.com. Check them out for great uh, talk shows as well as music that uh, you probably haven't heard for a while. Good Talk Radio is awesome. If you need a logo made or some t-shirts printed up, you got to check out Hardyware.com. David Hardy's a good friend of mine, and he is the best in the business. Check him out at Hardyware.com. Uh, we got Fast Concepts. If you live here in Arizona and you need your CCW permit or you just want to take some classes to learn how to shoot your be- uh, your gun better or take some uh, tactical gun courses, you can certainly do that uh, by contacting our friend Pete over at FastConceptsLLC.com. they got a brand new website. Check it out. We'll talk about Ranger Rob poopy bags in just a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk about some products from Gray Feather Farm as well as the show continues to go. All right, so there's uh, some updates. Let me kill some of this music. Uh, there's some updates in the Riley Klein story that's been uh, going on that we've been talking about. If, you, if you're a viewer of the show and a follower of the show, I had both. Uh, I had Riley on on Thursday. And you can go back to uh, the YouTube channel and check that out. It's a very good interview. It's also on our Facebook page at Say What You Will Radio. I had her on, and we talked about her story. And um, I happen to agree that I think it's an infringement of her First Amendment rights, what took place. I also happen to agree that uh, she's been a victim of cancel culture. Uh, the following day, I was uh, reached out to by a gentleman by the name of Vaughn Jones. Vaughn is on the board at the radio station down at ASU. Uh, it's called The Blaze, and it's part of the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. Well, he's on the board, and uh, he wanted to clear his name, so he came on the show on Friday uh, I think he did all right on the show, but there are some holes in his timeline. I don't agree with his timeline. It fully doesn't make sense. Uh, for instance, he claims that uh, Rayleigh ran off to the media after she made her tweet, but before she knew she was going to lose her job. I don't see that happening. Uh, Rayleigh uh, doesn't agree with that as well. Uh, and then uh, some interesting news happened. So, Let me first tell you that I reached out to the dean, and uh, let me bring this up. I I have, I believe, a picture on my phone real quick. Anyway, I reached out 
to the dean of the college because I wanted an official, uh, you know, statement from the dean's office. I was uh, very curious on what their take of this whole situation was. And I was actually surprised. Kudos to them for actually uh, getting back to me relatively quick. I didn't think they'd get back to me at all. Uh, but uh, the dean of the college is Kristen Gilger. She's an interim dean at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication. Uh, so basically my question to them was, uh, give me an official statement on what's going on over there and why uh, Rayleigh was terminated and removed from her job. And uh, wait till that stupid Facebook thing goes away. There we go. Uh, and this is the response that I got. It says, as the following statement makes clear, ASU has not taken any action to remove Rayleigh Klein from the station manager position while discussions are ongoing. Students involved in the club have made their own decisions about whether to recognize her as the leader. Now, from what I understand, everything that I have been told is that the board and uh, the students involved in the club don't have the authority to make that decision. It's in the bylaws. The bylaws are very uh, basic, according to Rayleigh, and they don't have the ability to do that. Now, based on what Von Jones told me, that lines up with what Rayleigh said. Rayleigh and Von Jones seem to be on the same page in that regard, and that's why uh, Vaughn was going to stage his little walkout. He was, he said that 120 people were going to walk out of the radio station because of, uh, of Rayleigh being the manager there. And of course, a tweet that she made that, uh, made so many people fear, you know, live in fear over the tweet, which is, which I don't believe is any reality. I believe me personally, and this is just my assumption I don't have anything to truly back this up, but I believe that they're going after her for one reason, because she is white, Christian, and conservative. And they're clearly on the other side of the political spectrum. And so this was more of a witch hunt. It was more of a coup. And uh, But they both said that it was the university that removed uh, Rayleigh from her position not the students and not the board. So who's telling the truth here? I happen to believe that uh, Kristen Gilger, again, the interim dean of the, of the, uh, the School of Journalism and Mass Communication, I think she's ducking the issue. I think it's a very hot issue, and she doesn't want to go on record of being the one who terminated her. So this is the generic response that the uh, that she is sending out from her office, and uh, it just doesn't make sense. Now they go on to say, contrary to what she has said or has been reported, student Rayleigh Klein has not been fired or dismissed uh, from the position of station manager. First of all, with all due respect to Kristen Gilger and her uh, her. Uh, whatever team of leadership over there. Um, it's not just her that's saying it again. I interviewed her and I interviewed Vaughn on the behalf of the board over there. And they were both on the record 
saying that she was dismissed from her position. They were off. She was offered other positions within the school of journalism over there, but she was being removed from the radio station as manager. Uh, those, the option to stay was not on the table. So this is their response is absolutely false. It's not in reality whatsoever. And I think we're going to find that out as time goes on. Uh, they're going to have to make a more accurate statement. It says any actions that are unfolding are not punishment for a tweet. Okay. Uh, I have been clear with Rayleigh that she would not be removed to station station manager of Blaze Radio, a student student internet radio station because of the views she expressed. So is she not being removed at all or is she not being removed because of the views she expressed? So it's a little bit, you know, wishy-washy. And, uh, you know, if she hasn't been removed, then it's within her right to just show up for work then. Because my understanding is that the board decided to shut the radio station down and would not broadcast until she was gone. And she said on the record many times that she was not voluntarily going to step down. So someone made a decision that had the authority to do so. And it wasn't Rayleigh. And it certainly wasn't the board. So who made the decision? Miss Gilger. She remains a student employee of Arizona State University, and from our perspective, this is an ongoing situation. We have presented Rayleigh uh, with numerous ways to resolve the situation, yeah, none of which were remaining to be the manager at the station. That take into account the needs of all students involved in Blaze Radio organization. It sounds to me like uh, Gilger gave in to uh, the mob. It sounds to me that... Uh, there was a large group of people that did not want Rayleigh, again, because of her politics. I don't believe it was a tweet. I believe they used that tweet as an excuse to go after her. And um, so be it. So that's where the official university uh, statement goes. So I just, I don't believe it. Um, uh, let me get rid of that. Oh, where is it? Anyway, okay, no worries. Okay, so um, so that's where we're at. And then there was another article that just came out in regards to this situation as well. Uh, as you know, uh, the editors of the state press, they removed Alexia Isaias from her position back on September 17th. Uh, it was the same day um, she tweeted statements that that were interpreted as advocating violence against the police. So now we have a bunch of activists that are rushing to defend her and uh, for being fired over her tweets. So all of these people now are uh, demanding that she be reinstated. So the student newspaper editors at Arizona State University backtracked on a statement issued a week ago when they fired an opinion columnist for her controversial tweets. Editors of the state press removed Alexia Isaias for, uh, from her position on September 17th. As I said, the same day she tweeted statements uh, 
uh, they interpreted as advocating violence against the police. They had uh, released an initial statement but deleted it on Thursday. So again, they're giving in to the angry mob. So freedom of speech is clearly not a value at ASU, which is insane because both the state press and the Blaze Radio are part of the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. And you would think journalism, the School of Journalism, would put the First Amendment as, like, priority number one. But apparently, they haven't. Uh, The vagueness of the initial statement created an inaccurate representation of the situation, according to a Twitter post by the state press on Thursday. Quote, we apologize for the pain that the statement caused. It caused no pain. Let's let's stop this. This BS about pain. Okay. You know, when I grew up back in the 70s and through the 80s, we had a saying, you know, everyone's heard it. Sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt us. Right? So we learned to have thick skin. We weren't coddled and babied. You know, Vaughn mentioned the fact that this ghost account, this ghost Twitter account, was referring to them as a bunch of snowflakes. Well, Vaughn, you are a bunch of snowflakes. If something that someone says in a tweet actually causes pain, it's time to, you know, grow a little thick skin there, pal. If you're upset by that, and you're in pain from it, come on. It's a tweet, guys. Uh, Anyway, we apologize for the pain that the statement caused for many individuals and organizations, the Post said. Isaiah's firing drew backlash from student and community groups, which called for a boycott of the student newspaper. Many saw her dismissal as the state press silencing a leftist, woman of color. Well, here's the thing. I don't know why the left is so obsessed with race and color. The fact that she was fired for her opinion, it doesn't make a difference what color she is. And that's, and this is like what makes me believe even more that Rayleigh was let go because of not the fact that she was a leftist woman of color, but that she, because she was a conservative white woman. And at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference. The issue here is the first amendment, the right to speak your mind. Now Vaughn in our, in our discussion on Friday, he talked about the freedom of speech, but there's consequences to that freedom of speech. So you can say whatever you want, but you also have to deal with the consequences. No, Vaughn, see, that's the point. That eliminates the free from the freedom of speech. If if there's consequences, if you're going to lose your job because you're speaking your mind, then that you're not really free to speak your mind. Now you've become enslaved by your employer. If you cannot freely speak your mind because you're going to be fired, that means most people then are going to not 
speak their mind. In other words, their freedom of speech was taken from them because they were afraid to lose their job. Do you get that, Vaughn? Is that sinking in a little bit? In fact, you know, it's interesting because I have two clips here. I have a, I have a clip of my interview I did with Rayleigh and I have a clip that I did of Vaughn. And let's listen to the difference. The, I mean, it is an ideal, ideological difference that Rayleigh has from Vaughn. I asked them both the same question. I asked them in regards uh, to this young lady, lady Alexia uh, Isaias, about her getting canned from the state press. And first, let's listen to what Rayleigh had to say. Whether I agree with it or not mm-hmm. is irrelevant. And it's her opinion. That's her thought. And by the Constitution, she's protected to share those. And that's what I'm fighting for here. You see, Rayleigh's very cut and dry. Whether she agrees with what... Um, Isaiah, um, Alexia Isaiah said, or not, whether she agrees or not, it doesn't make a difference. Because Miss Isaiah has the freedom of speech to say whatever she wants to say without consequence. Because that's what the freedom, that's what makes America great. You see, but the left interprets it differently. They're okay when someone like Rayleigh gets canned. In fact, they cheer. And they post things on Twitter about how amazing the relaunch of the radio station is going to be, right? Because why? Because their arch nemesis isn't there anymore. The conservative white woman isn't in the building anymore causing pain. So they relish in that. But when one of their own gets canned, well, then... Well, then that's, there's an issue, right? So now it's time to put pressure. Now it's time for the mob to come out and put pressure and boycott the newspaper. All right, so we just heard Rayleigh talk about the First Amendment. doesn't make a difference if she agrees or not, right? Alexia Isaias has the right to say what she wants to say. Now, let, contrast that with what the same question asked to Vaughn and listen to his answer. Um, and she was removed from her position, mm-hmm. uh, and I support that removal from her position. She broke journalistic decorum, uh, and that's something that, uh, you know, she should have been removed from her position. Uh, but she had no interest in being a journalist. Uh, she's not a journalism major. She, as I said uh, with you, you know, we can't hold her to journalistic standards. That's not our job. But if she doesn't follow journalistic standards, she should be removed from her position. You see that? If she doesn't follow the journalistic standard, you know, forget the Constitution. The journalistic standard, she should be removed from her position. You see, Vaughn doesn't believe in the First Amendment. He doesn't, or at least he doesn't understand the intentions of the First Amendment. He clearly doesn't. And being a journalism major, that's kind of shocking. Again, you would think that that would be their go-to, the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press. 
You remember that? Vaughn, I would uh, highly recommend you, buddy, and anybody that agrees with Vaughn, to check this book out. It's called Our Ageless Constitution. It's a textbook, so it's a little expensive, but you guys are used to paying a lot of money for textbooks down at ASU. Trust me, my daughter goes to another Arizona school. I know how expensive they are. Vaughn, I recommend you get a copy of Our Ageless Constitution. It'll run you about 65 bucks. And I urged, uh, I would urge you to read it. It's going to take a long time. It's a, it's a, not a, not a quick read by any means, but it really lays out the intention of the, the uh, intention that the founders had when they wrote the constitution and the meanings behind everything. So you might learn something there because I know that our public schools failed your generation. When it, can, when it comes to the Constitution and understanding it. So do yourself a favor. Don't, don't be um, consciously um, ignorant. Don't be purposely ignorant. Force yourself to learn something that maybe, you know, is outside your comfort level. But you see the difference. Rayleigh, the conservative, it's not about her. It's about the Constitution. Vaughn, the left-winger, it's about repercussions for speaking your mind. It's not about a First Amendment or freedom of speech or freedom of press. It's a fundamental difference. It's a very huge difference. Quote, I feel like the state press realized now that they made a mistake that not only impacted me, and this is, uh, of, of course, our friend Alexia speaking, not only impacted me, but impacted the community, community that I represent and the communities that I write about in my articles. Yeah, she wrote an article a while back about um, explaining why she's a communist. Hmm. Isaiah's told the Arizona Republic on Friday that she was feeling, quote, pretty victorious about the statement being taken down. She said more needs to be done to repair the newspaper's relationship with the community. Quote, I feel like state press realized now that they made a mistake and not only impacted me, but impacted the community that I represent and the communities that I write about in my articles. While feeling better about the situation, Isaiah said, we are a little bit cautious because we aren't sure about what state press is officially going to do. She added feeling uh, the victory will only come when I'm reinstated and the other demands are met. Now keep that, that quote in the back of your mind. I'll read it again. Quote, feeling the victory will only come when I'm reinstated and the other demands are met, right? So here we go. We got mob roll, right? We've got our list of demands. It's like dealing with a terrorist. I'm not saying she's a terrorist, so don't get your panties in a bunch. But it's like dealing. It's like dealing with a terrorist. These are our list of demands, and we will boycott your newspaper, and we will force you 
to give into our list of demands. And the feeling of victory will only come when I'm reinstated and the other demands are met, she says. Now, let's remind everybody what she said in her tweets that got her in some hot water. She said, sorry, but police aren't actually human. But police, she didn't say some police. She didn't say, you know, a small percentage of police. She said police, referring to all police, aren't actually human. So she's degrading them to like animal status. She goes on to say, they can all fall into the abyss and society would be a better would be better without them. Now she says they can all, all has a word, all is right, all inclusive, meaning all the police could fall into the abyss and society would be better without them. So they're not human and they could just, you know, be wiped off the face of the planet and we would be so much better without them. Coincidentally, though, up in Minneapolis, they're realizing that, yeah, defunding the police was a big mistake. And a lot of them up there are wishing they uh, could, you know, change their vote. So pay attention to Minneapolis. It's a hellhole and it's only going to get worse. Later, she uh, tweeted, did anyone else get a blue alert? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Apparently, that's when law enforcement is in danger. And she gives one of these little emojis and a smiley face with a bunch of hearts around it. Referring to law enforcement in danger, that makes her feel happy. In fact, she said the serotonin is kicking in. Now compare that to what Rayleigh said. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, the state press noted the matter is not over. Quote, we will continue to have conversations inside and outside of our organization to move forward in the most thoughtful, impactful way, according to the Post. The controversy began when Isaiah took to Twitter on September 17th after receiving a blue alert on her phone, which meant there was an attack on a law enforcement officer and the suspect posed a threat to the public or other law enf uh, enforcement personnel. If you recall, that's when a 17-year-old took a rifle and shot at a DPS officer. And there was another driver. I don't even know if they ever caught the other guy. But there were two men involved, and a 17-year-old with a rifle was shooting at cops. That was kicking in her serotonin. Right? The alert came after officials said a 17-year-old boy shot at an Arizona Department of Public Safety trooper in Phoenix. Isaiah tweeted that the phone alert was making her serotonin kick in, seeming to imply, seeming to imply, seeming to imply, she was happy officers were in danger. Clearly, she was happy. The serotonin's kicking in. Another tweet said, police aren't actually human, and they can all fall into the abyss. We read all that. State press editors Adrian Dunn, Andrew Howard, and Joseph Perez responded quickly, issuing the since-deleted statement announcing Isaiah had been fired and her tweets did not re represent the state press opinions or values. Apparently, that's the tweet from the state press 
that hurt so many people. So much pain was created. I can't believe this nonsense, actually. Uh, th- this is insane. This is this is where, parents, this is where you send your kids to school. Yeah, this is what your, your hard-earned tuition dollars that you pay and all the tax money that goes down to ASU because it is a public school. This is the crap that's being hand-fed to your kids. Isaiah and community groups spoke out against that statement. I know, it's so bad, right? And editors clarified with a more detailed letter the next day. Isaiah told the Republic she found that first statement defamatory. Oh, oh, now she's the judge on defamatory. Hmm. Yeah, you know, calling for police death, that's not defamatory. Saying it was wrong to imply that she was advocating for an entire group of people to be harmed or killed. Wait a minute. You said, let's go back to the the tweet there. You said, sorry, but police aren't actually human. They can all go fall into the abyss and society would be a better place. And now you're saying that it was wrong to imply that she was advocating for an entire group of people to be harmed or killed. What exactly did you mean by the fact that the police weren't human? Miss Isaiah? Well, what did you mean? I don't think you were referring to them as godlike. You clearly hate the police, so you're not going to put them above human beings. You're referring to them as animals, and if you if they could all just fall into the abyss, well, what what are you referring to there? Why don't you explain yourself, Miss Isaiah? She asked the state press to rescind what she saw as a vague and damaging statement. Is she freaking crazy? Uh, did, did I, am I in the twilight zone? She is clearly a hate monger. She hates the police department. She hates police in general. They could all just fall into the abyss. She doesn't give a crap. And she's worried about the response that the paper made and said it was a damaging statement. The state press wrote in a tweet that the statement was deleted in an effort to minimize harm for Isaiah, as well as other individuals and communities who were pained by the statement. Good, good heavens. Let me tell you, you idiots over at the state press, let me tell you something. If you had, you know, the, the three editors over there, if you had even two nuts between the three of you, you'd be able to stand up to this. But you've clearly all been castrated. You guys are a joke. If I ever even come across the state press, which I, I, I unlikely will, it would be used for nothing other than at the bottom of a birdcage. 
you guys are weak, pathetic joke of a leadership down there. Discussions to further resolve the situation are ongoing, Dunn said. Dunn and Isaiah said. Isaiah has asked the state, now listen to this part. This is, this is proof that she's not all there. Isaiah has asked the state press to give her the position back as a, quote, symbolic measure, end quote, to help repair ties. Isaiah said she would appreciate the gesture, but that she does not intend to return. This is all in the same article, folks. I'm not kidding you. She's demanding. Remember, she was going to demand. Let me go back to that. Uh, one thing I told you to put on the back burner, she added feeling the victory will only come when I'm reinstated and the other demands are met. You remember that? And now she says. She's asked the state press to give her her the position back as a symbolic measure to help repair ties. She would appreciate the gesture, but that she does not intend to return. This person is nuts. A GoFundMe campaign launched on her behalf after she was fired and has raised nearly $800. Don't spend it all in one place. Which Isaiah said is more money than the state press stipend she would have received. Oh, well, look at that. You're playing the system. Good job. Good job. Dunn said the state press is discussing its next steps. You have got to be kidding me. The state press has temporarily stopped publishing opinion columns. Yeah, because they're chicken craps over there. As editors reevaluate the purpose of the section and recruit diverse writers to represent a range of views. The purpose of the section for an opinion column is, let me tell you something. The purpose is right there in the name. Okay, geniuses over there at the state press. It's an opinion column. And that's exactly what that nut did. She expressed her opinion as nutty as it is and as all over the place as it is and as hateful as it is, it was her opinion and that's what she expressed. But now they're not sure exactly what the opinion column's for. We, we need to reevaluate the purpose of this section of newspaper. Huh? Well, what do you think the opinion piece is for, Mr. Dunn? Ah, gee, I don't know. We're going to have to reevaluate the purpose, I guess. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. Two opinion columnists resigned shortly after Isaiah's removal. Well, good riddance. See you later. The day after Isaiah's removal, about 20 ASU and community affinity groups signed on to a boycott and demand letter to the state press. Ooh, 20... ASU groups, look out, folks. How many students are over at ASU? Yes, quite a few. Quite a few, but 20 ASU and community groups, that's combined. 
how many are in each group, God only knows, but that's who they kowtowed to. That's those pathetic editors over there. That's who they're kowtowing to. In addition to campus groups, prominent community organizations, including Black Lives Matter, Phoenix Metro, and Poder in Action signed on to the letter. Look out. Can't offend BLM. Can't offend them. After all, you know, those are the ones who we all worship now. The letter criticized the state press for silencing an opinion columnist and contributing to discrimination against women and people of color by firing Isaiah. No, you idiot. It was discriminating against someone's freedom of speech. It has nothing to do with their gender or their race. It was a violation of their First Amendment rights, you idiots. What you should be, what you should have, what you should do, you should remove all those editors, all those idiots over there, and you should just hire Rayleigh Klein to run the whole thing. The whole kit and caboodle over there. Because why? Because she actually cares about the First Amendment right. Whether I agree with it or not mm-hmm. is irrelevant. And it's her opinion. That's her thought. And by the Constitution, she's protected to share those. And that's what I'm fighting for here. Quote, with the broader Black Lives Matter movement in the background, it's revolting to see publications persecute their own opinion columnists during such a polarizing time, the letter reads. I happen to agree with that, and I think Rayleigh would too. Isaiah's tweet was referencing an overall strong sentiment in favor of abolishing the police. No, mm, you were giving it the, hey, you know, the serotonin's kicking in. I'm feeling all, you know, all, you know, emoji hearts and love. Give me a break. Had nothing to do with abolishing Oh, my God. Uh, Let's see. Uh, It was not meant to be misinterpreted as an actual threat against anyone, the letter says. You're so full of crap. The letter draws comparisons to another recent incident involving an ASU student media outlet. Rayleigh Klein, the student manager of Blaze Radio, expressed an unpopular viewpoint among the group, prompting backlash and her peers sidelining her from leading the organization. While the following organizations may not wholeheartedly agree with Isaiah's former tweets, we want the state press to respect the opinions of their so-called opinion columnists. We agree. As nutty as I think she is, she has a right to be stupid. She has a right to be nutty. That's her right. You know, a lot of people will say the same thing about me. I don't care. Say it. I could care less what your thoughts of me are or your thoughts of my ideology. I don't care. Doesn't bother me in the least. Let's see. Where did I go here? Uh, Klein's situation has continued for almost four weeks without formal action. While Isaiah was fired the same day, the community letter says, Well, I think they're buying into whoever wrote this letter is buying into the Dean's answer. And the Dean I think is misleading people. 
Even if Klein and Isaias' employers are different from one another and may not be related, they are both journalistic employment positions at ASU, the letter says. ASU has noted that the state press is operated by students outside the oversight of the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communication, while Cronkite does not oversee Blaze Radio. State press editors have the authority to fire students. Blaze Radio leaders do not. So there you have it. So who fired her? Who fired Rayleigh? She didn't fire herself. And if the board doesn't have the authority to do it, who fired her? Hmm. That's the unknown. That's the big mystery. The million dollar question, if you will. Dunn, the state press editor, told the Republic she acknowledges that many marginalized communities have not been accurately represented in media in the past. The state press has been actively working on outreach and more diverse voices. She said, we entirely understand and respect the boycott, and we hope that we will be able to move forward to a point where we can accurately represent their voices in the media because that's what we want to do both in terms of who is on our staff and who, and in our work, Dunn said. The signing group said they will boycott the state press by not responding to press inquiries or reading articles until Isaias is reinstated, although she doesn't want the job, according to her, and other demands met. While the following organizations may not wholeheartedly agree with Isaias's former tweets, we want the state press to respect the opinions of their so-called opinion columnists. Okay, now we're starting to get a little redundant, but you get it. Again, you want all this nonsense to go away, just put Rayleigh Klein over everything. The whole kit and caboodle, and guess what? The First Amendment will be respected, and you'll have opinions that will be allowed to be presented from all the spectrums. It won't matter. Nobody will get fired. Nobody will be forced out. You can actually go and learn about the freedom of speech and exercise your right thereof. But if you're going to have a bunch of knuckleheads running this place that are given into the mob mentality, then you're going to continue to have this nonsense over And over again, it's just going to be a big pile of crap. Now, speaking of big piles of crap, let's talk about Ranger Rob poopy bags because they are the cure for a big pile of crap. It doesn't matter if you've got an Irish wolfhound or a chihuahua, whatever they decide to deposit on the lawn will fit in a Ranger Rob poopy bag. They've got extra long handles. They're extra deep. They smell like lemon. They're powder free. And guess what? All you uh, lefties out there, they're even eco-friendly. What does that mean? That means they break down in the landfill. So after you pick up your big pile of poop, which you better be doing because it's not anyone else's responsibility and your dog doesn't have opposing thumbs, so he can't do it. You better be picking up his turds. Once you do that and you put it in a Ranger Rob poopy bag and you chuck it in the trash, the trash man takes it, dumps it in the landfill. It breaks down. And guess what? 
it then feeds the plants. So the vegans have something to eat. You see how that works? Ranger Rob poopy bags. You can find them on Amazon. And guess what comes with that? Free shipping. So check out Ranger Rob poopy bags on Amazon. And if you got a dog, you got to get yourself some. All right. So that's Ranger Rob. What time do we got here? 844. Wow. I went really long on that, but I'm sorry. I got to, I got to drive the point home. Rayleigh's getting the shaft and it's time uh, people stand up and voice their opinion and get her reinstated. And I don't care if 120 of those knuckleheads want to walk out and quit. That's on them. That's on them. But maybe they, on the way out, they should be handed a book called Our Ageless Constitution for them to read while they're unemployed. And maybe they'll uh, realize what they did was stupid. So guess who's got their own podcast now? Dare I even put her nasty face on my screen? You guessed it. Everybody's favorite president, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Can you imagine, can you imagine listening to that for hours upon hours at a time? Nobody's going to listen to the Hillary Clinton podcast. Yeah, they might, you know, download it just to show support, but I guarantee you no one's going to sit and listen to it. Could you imagine listening to this for hours upon hours? The Republicans want to repeal it. You know, they actually, with a straight face, say that, the Great Recession was, call, was caused by too much regulation on Wall Street. They actually say that. You know, I remember when, you know, I, I've, been, I've supported my husband through all of his races in Arkansas. And rapes. And I, I, one of my favorite, favorite political ads of all time was a radio ad, rural Arkansas, where the announcer said, wouldn't it be great if somebody running for office said something we could have an immediate reaction as to whether it was true or not. Well, we've trained this dog. And the dog, if it's not true, he's going to bark. And then the dog was barking on the, on the radio. <laughs> and so, you know, people were, like, barking at each other for days after that. I, I'm trying to figure out how we could do that with the Republicans. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to get that dog and follow, follow him around. And every time they say these things... Like, oh, you know, the Great Recession was caused by too much regulation. <laughs> you know? I, I think we could, we could cut right through a lot of their, uh, you know, their claims. Oh, get her off my screen. I, could you imagine? Her podcast could be used as psychological warfare. I mean, think about it. We, we capture some, like, ISIS terrorist or some Russian spy and they don't want to give up what they know. All you got to do is like tie them down to a bed and slap a set of headphones on them and play Hillary Clinton in their ear for like an hour. And I guarantee you within an hour, they're giving up all their secrets. They're just going to ask, they're going to give up all their secrets and just ask that you shoot them in the head. That's what they would want to do. So she tweeted this subscribe now and listen. To the first episodes as soon as they go live, debuting tomorrow, my new podcast, hashtag you and me both. Yeah, 
I'm nauseated. You and me both. I would rather take a bullet in the head. Yeah, you and me both. Amber Walker says, I'd rather eat sushi from a COVID-infested gas station. Yeah, Amber, you and me both. John Wannington, he's got a great response on Twitter. He says, uh, is this a true crime podcast? <laughs> Perfect answer. Uh, vaccines or poison says anyone know the Clinton body count by chance? Well, I know about Vince Foster in Fort Marcy park. I remember, yeah, he was murdered, shot in the head. They tried to make it look like he was uh, committed suicide. Yeah. Except the gun was in his right hand and good old Vince was left-handed. Whoops. Attention to detail, attention to detail. Right. And then you've got Jeffrey Epstein who hung himself right? And all magically, all the cameras in the prison, well, they stopped working and the guards fell asleep. Boy, that's a lot of coincidences. And then the guy that was on, you know, he was on suicide watch. He was taken off suicide watch and I'm sure he probably got his belt back. Oh, we think Jeffrey's just okay. He'll be fine. By the way, if you feel like taking a nap, Mr. Guard, take a nap. Don't worry about it. And don't worry if those little red lights go out on those video cameras. Pay no attention. Oh, Jeffrey killed himself? Oh, imagine that. And how about all the dead guys over in bon uh, Benghazi? We could add them in there. I know there were three. So we got Epstein, the three dead guys in Benghazi, and then we've got uh, Vince Foster up in the park there. So that's five. And then we had, uh, what was his name? Something Brown. Yeah, he was uh, on a plane over there. The plane went down somewhere over in the Middle East or something like that. And he was reported to survive. And there was also a survivor who had left the plane but disappeared. And then they found, oh, it was Ron Brown. Then he found old Ron Brown with a bullet, head in the, a bullet hole in the head. You know, that normally doesn't happen when a plane goes down. Hmm. Weird. So many bodies. Hmm. But she didn't win. And uh, oh, by the way, going back to her picture, isn't that a pathetic podcast room? I mean, first of all, look at this stupid look on her face. It's like she's seen a computer for the first time. And then, you know, that laptop. My question is, how many pictures of Anthony Weiner's Weiner are on that laptop? I'm curious. I wonder how many underage kids are on that laptop, you know, the uh, that were on the menu down on Epstein's, Epstein's Island, you know, with her husband, Bill. And then you've got all the books in the background to make her look so smart. It's like, it's almost like she created her own little presidential library. Hmm. Get her off my screen. Uh, other people went on to say, um... It's like listening to nails on a chalkboard, you know, hostage to a blue state. I would say if it was only that good, it's far worse than nails on a chalk nails on a chalkboard would be a walk in the park compared to Hillary Clinton's podcast. Uh, what else we got? Uh, my ears are bleeding. Just imagining it. That was not uh Herrick. Heraclitus, Herac I don't know how to say that. Don't want to say that wrong. 
ears are bleeding. Yeah, my brain is bleeding just thinking about that. So anyway, it just went on and on and on. And there were uh, thousands of of uh, uh, tweets, you know, in response to her announcing her stupid podcast. And I would say about 80% of them were like, you suck, Hillary. Terry Kay asked, are you finally going to tell the truth about Benghazi? Uh, Unlikely. You see, her and the truth, they just don't coincide. All right, what else we got in the news? I can't talk about Hillary Clinton for another second. Let's see. We got uh, former Mark Kelly attending forum hosted by the Chinese communists. That was the beginning of a lucrative relationship with China. Yeah, I haven't heard many uh, news outlets talking about this, but if you're in Arizona, you need to pay attention. Mark Kelly sold out to the Chinese. That's, uh, in fact, that's where he met his wife, Giffords, who, remember, she took the bullet to the head with that lunatic down in uh, the community college down there. They knew he was a lunatic, yet they did nothing about it. And uh, Mark Kelly is a staunch anti-Second Amendment, I want to take all your guns, nutcase. And if you're in Arizona and you're going to vote for this clown because you don't like McSally, uh, that's a stupid decision. If you don't like McSally, don't vote for this guy. Just stay home or hold your nose and vote for uh, McSally. My goodness. McSally is like a really crappy, like, crappy, really bad burger that you get at like those free burger places and it just tastes like rot. It's horrible. It's like the worst burger you'd ever eat. That's McSally. But don't trade that in for a shit sandwich. What else we got? Um, This is an article. uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Misha Smith. Wonder if we're related. Had not uh, told anyone in her family that she was pregnant. She was planning to surprise the father. She wrote it all down on a box she was going to use as a part uh, of that surprise. Family members of Smith discovered the box. Quote, we went in her house to search through her stuff. She wrote down on a box. It was going to be a surprise for the child's father. She didn't tell the family and she didn't tell anybody else, said one of her sisters. It turns out that it was a secret she would never get to share. She was shot and killed on her front porch last Thursday. According to another uh, of her sisters, Keita Dixon, she was shot in the shoulder, back, and four to the head. Four bullets to the head. Do y'all know what y'all did to us? Do y'all know what y'all did? Asked reporter, uh, As reported by KSKD5, the local NBC affiliate, the 24-year-old mother, was found unresponsive on her front porch by detectives investigating the shooting. Dixon said that Smith's two-year-old daughter was right beside her when she was found. When are we going to start cracking down on the bad guys in this country? When are we going to start worrying less about what students are writing on their Twitter page and start worrying more about the drug dealers with semi-automatic nine millimeters that are just going around and plugging innocent people in the head. You want to defund police? 
you're going to see 10 times what's going on here. So if you're that stupid and you want to defund the police because they're these, these, you know, brown shirts running around for the orange man, Hitler. If you really believe that you're so stupid, you're so ignorant of reality. But if that wants to be your focus, prepare on more people like her being shot in the head and just being left for left for dead while her two-year-old daughter wants to know where mommy's at. You people disgust me. You left-wing Marxists that want to bring down this country. That's all, that's all it's about. It's about destroying America. And you think that you're going to rise somewhere on the top, that you're going to be the ones that are protected when America falls. Well, guess what? Yeah. Ain't going to happen. And let me tell you something else. There's nowhere to run to. Once America's done, America is the, the mortar that holds the world together. America falls, every other country goes into chaos. Don't be stupid. Let's talk about Gray Feather Farm. Gray Feather Farm, uh, they're a farm out of uh, Pennsylvania. And they make some of the most amazing skin product line. It's all natural stuff. And as you can see in this picture, you can see the crack attack on the left, top left of your screen. And that's what I'm going to talk about today, actually. Uh, Jen, the owner of Gray Feather Farm, sent me out some samples of the crack attack and the lip balm uh, and the anti-inflammatory cream. Let me tell you about the crack attack. I have been looking for something to put on my scalp that doesn't leave a greasy residue, but helps with the dry skin on my scalp. And until this crack attack arrived in my mailbox, I had nothing. I would use Vaseline Intensive Care. I would use uh, that oil of Olay that's extremely expensive, by the way, and didn't work. It would leave my head very greasy. Well, until Crack Attack showed up, I didn't have any options. I started using Crack Attack, and let me tell you something. It is absolutely the best moisturizing cream I've ever used on the face of the planet. And I started uh, talking about these products because they're so awesome. She's a sponsor, and I love her to death, and Gray Feather Farm will always have my business, but... I don't promote them because they're a sponsor. I promote them because their products are absolutely fantastic. So check them out. You can go to etsy.com slash shop slash gray feather farm, and you can get all the products there. Jen will drop them in the mailbox the day you place your order, and you should have them in two to three days. They made it from uh, rural Pennsylvania all the way out here to the desert in Arizona in two days. You'll have them immediately. So check them out. They're fantastic. Get their lip balm as well. All right, back to the show. Let's continue with the news, if we if we can, real quick. Uh, Bette Midler urges Biden to kick Trump in the nuts for murdering uh, 200,000 people. Yeah, um, if Alyssa Milano wasn't my favorite Hollywood stooge, I think Bette Midler would come in second. Either her or Rob Reiner. I'm not sure. That's a real tough one. But let me tell you something, Bet. 
the only one going to get kicked in the nuts, the proverbial nuts, is going to be your boy Biden because, you know, he can't put two uh, two sentences together and he thinks he's been in the Senate for, you guessed it, 180 years. I think it was 180 years, wasn't it? Let's listen to Joe himself. You know, you're also on the front lines when emergencies hit, from fires to floods to school shootings to public health issues, helping save lives as well as livelihoods. That's why I've made it a priority in my entire career to work closely with you from the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago. Wow, the time he got into the Senate 180 years ago. He's been working for us. Hmm. Bet your boy Biden, he's got dementia, honey. And uh, he's going to get kicked in the groin tomorrow night, which is less than 24 hours away, by the way. And uh, I will be tuned in. So I don't know if I don't know what time it's on. I don't know if I'll be able to do my show tomorrow night because I don't want to miss this debate. Uh, we've already gone out and ordered uh, a couple large uh, boxes of microwave popcorn because it's going to be a show. And uh, we got the whole family coming over. You know, if, you, uh, if you've ever seen stand-up comedy, you know, this will, it, it'll be like a, like a Seinfeld show tomorrow night. But he does, I mean, to his credit, he apparently has 180 years of, you know, civil service experience. Good job, Joe. What a nut. Uh, to more sad news, uh, 31 people and rising were shot over two days in the democratic run gun controlled Chicago. That's how good gun control works. So again, Arizonians, if you elect Mark Kelly and he takes our guns away, guess what? We're going to have Chicago in the desert out here. There's going to be bodies laying around everywhere because you know, the bad guys, they never seem to turn their guns in. Hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Arizona. Elect Mark Kelly. See what you get. Because guess what I'll do? I will pack my shit and I will leave this city in this state in a heartbeat if they start collecting guns. Mark Kelly is a freaking nightmare. He sold out to the commies over in China. Read about it. Uh, Project Veritas exposes Elon Omar connected uh, cash for votes ballot in uh, harvesting scheme. Yeah, so she's got a bunch of her uh, little uh, Marxist buddies running around to like where a bunch of old people live and they'll go to these uh, old people condominiums and apartment complexes, knock on their door and say, have you received your ballot? Yes, I have. Well, give it over. And they scare the hell out of these old people and they take their ballots and then they all pack their cars full. And it's all on video. This guy had over 300 ballots in his car. And then they go back where they all conglomerate and, you know, they brag about how many ballots they stole from old people. And then they fill them in with Elon Omar's name. And I'm sure Biden as well. Yeah, that's going on right now. Uh, the Minnesota, I think the Minneapolis police are investigating it. Well, for now, you know, until there aren't any police left in Minneapolis, 
but hopefully, hopefully this will uh, tie back to Elon Omar and they can send her little commie butt back to Somalia. I can't believe she came from that country, that war-torn shithole of a country into America and she hates it. It's so bad. The racism is so bad that she can come here and be elected into office. That's how bad it is. We had a teacher uh, told a student that he had 15 seconds to remove a Trump flag or he'd be kicked out of online class. Yeah. A high school teacher in Northern California, shocker, uh, threatened to kick a student out of virtual class unless he removed his Trump 2020 flag from his camera background. You got to love these teachers. You know, you got to love how the left is so forgiving, right? Oh, it's the left. Oh, we just love everybody the left says. According to KOVR-TV, the 16-year-old student was in his bedroom participating in an online class for Calusa High School when his chemistry teacher took issue with the sign and demanded that he take it down or adjust the camera view. Quote, since school has begun, my son has had his Trump flag hanging in this background, the student's mother, Tiffany, told the news outlet. Their last names have been withheld from reports. Yeah, because you know why? Antifa will show up and throw a Molotov cocktail through his bedroom, and if he burns alive in there, well, so be it. Too damn bad, right? Just like that lady in Portland. Hey, if you want to be a Trump follower in Portland and you get shot, that's your own fault, she says. According to the student's mother, the teacher told her son, you can sit up, remove the flag, or reposition your camera within the next 15 seconds or I'm kicking you out of class. In a video of the incident recorded by another student and included in the uh, new video, the news video below, the teacher can be heard counting to, uh, to 15 seconds while repeating the threat. As the video shows, the teacher wasn't able to complete the count before the student decided to sign off from the class on his own. He can be seen waving to the camera before the screen goes black. Good for him. According to KOVR-TV, the teacher has since apologized. See, that's all it takes. It just takes an apology. Oh, I'm so sorry I'm a Marxist. I'm so sorry I hate you because you're a Trump supporter. I'm so sorry I'm going to destroy your education and throw you out of class. I'm sorry. He can be seen waving according blah, blah, blah. The student's mother said uh, she isn't blaming the teacher so much as she is the school, uh, school board for not giving clear guidance on the issue. She's a new teacher and it's a mistake, she said. Oh, mom, don't give in. She's a new teacher. She's just, a, she's fresh out of the, the Marxist uh, uh, school that she came from, wherever she came from. You know, they just, it's a little, you know, a little Marxist factory over there. They just pump these little Marxist teachers out. Uh, she's a new teacher, and it's a mistake, she said. There hasn't been any guidance given to her as a teacher for the school. Tiffany said that uh, when she reached out to a board representative questioning a clarification on the code of conduct, she was rejected. He flat out told me no. We've just not been giving any guidance, he said. 
Uh, the Calusa County Code of Conduct includes a dress code ban for clothing with vulgar, obscene, and profane messages or messages which degrade any race or other group of indi- individuals, but nowhere in the document does it mention anything about politics or campaigns. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you know, have your president's name. It's funny because you would go into a classroom in the past and they would have all the president's pictures all along the wall. You know, it was called American history. I remember going into a class and seeing Jimmy Carter's face and Ronald Reagan's face and uh, George Bush's face and Bill Clinton's face and the other George Bush's face and even Barack Obama's face. I wonder if they don't do that anymore with Trump's face. This world has gone insane. Oh, we talked about uh, good old Biden being in the Senate for 180 years. And uh, that's all I got. That's all the uh, the news that I had for the day. Uh, the really big story, again, uh, was uh, the one that I'm covering down at ASU about uh, uh, Rayleigh and uh, her fight to protect free speech, not just for herself, but for everyone involved. So, again, ASU, maybe just maybe to protect free speech across all your media platforms down there. Maybe you want to, you know, now that you canned Rayleigh from the, the uh, music or the uh, radio station, the blaze down there, maybe now you want to hire her and maybe promote her to run the whole kit and caboodle down there so that, uh, you know, your right to free speech is protected. Anyway. That's all I got here on the John Smith show. I am your host, John Smith. I appreciate you watching and listening. This is say what you will radio. Uh, Thanks to all of our sponsors who do uh, sponsor the program. We couldn't do it without you. Everybody listening. Same couldn't do it without you. It's about the listeners. Thank you. And until tomorrow night, if I make it because of the debate, not sure yet, but until our next show, I'll definitely be back Wednesday. If not tomorrow night, take care. God bless.